welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. I'm your host, Letha. I'm your other host, Nina. And today, we watched the Karate Kid movie. So this isn't even an episode of Cobra Kai so much, but we went back to the source material. We went back to 1984, where it all started. That's right. So we could look at it with fresh eyes. The source text, the original document. The Bible, the Bhagavad Gita. This was a big moment for us. It was. Uh... Were you prepared for what you saw? I was amazed by how little I remembered of the Karate Kid. I know shit about karate. Because, you know, I think the first time I saw it, I, it was in the 80s. I was quite young. And there are certain things I remember, but so much escaped me back then. I cannot believe you and I have been hosting a Cobra Kai podcast with so little actual know. knowledge of the Karate Kid. My God. I mean, I'm two hours ago... We were we were different people. Yeah. And now we have the backstory. Oh my god, the, the shadings. We the can comment season two now with the proper context. Um okay. And I, I feel actually personally ashamed of us for recording an entire season with so little knowledge of the source material. But I don't even feel like we would have been able to appreciate this movie without You're having right. gone through an entire season. You're right. I mean, there have been moments, listeners, when we were musing over what does this title mean or what does this quote mean or hey that song seems familiar and then when we watched it uh all the throwbacks came together yeah Yeah. um a newfound appreciation for the show i'd also like to say that it's interesting to watch the karate kid because essentially from watching cobra kai you know the future of all these characters and so it's really interesting to be like, hey there, I know you're mad now, but just wait and see what happens to I that guy. I feel like an oracle, like an, like an all-knowing god. Right? I always feel like that. But yeah, no, that weird. especially um, so at this exact moment. Okay. And also for most of the evening while we watched, we were discussing who among us was really a Miyagi and who was a Daniel. And I think we'll continue that discussion <laughs> It's an ongoing question. We'll never stop having that discussion. (laughs) That's always going to be a contentious matter for us. Yes. Um, So why don't we start where the movie starts? Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Daniel and his mom are deciding to close the door in a chapter of their lives, a gritty Jersey chapter. And drive cross country so that she can start a job and they can start a new life in California. In computer startups, is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something super vague. They were uh, very, very cagey about it. She said very little about computers, but it's it's fine. I like the mystery. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they get to the iconic apartment complex, South Seas, which they debuted on season one of Cobra Kai. Um, still has a, well, used to have a shitty non-existent pool. I mean, Um, yeah, now you see in present day, in Cobra Kai times, the pool now has water in it, but it's still kind of a dump. But yeah, you you see it in all of its dumpy glory. Um, initial observations, just like, the LaRussos are really Italian. Um, Uh, Uncle Louie gets multiple shout-outs in like the first five minutes, which is very exciting because... At some point, Daniel had a lot of, like, affection, it seems, for poor Uncle for, Louis. For, yeah, yeah. And his uh, his cousin Louis probably was apparently named after this Uncle Louis. There's there a lot going Louis on. There are many Louis Indeed. Um, but, you know, it just struck me that what they were getting at at this movie, it's like Daniel and his family, they're Italian, and, like, you know, he's kind of got a bit of a Jersey accent, and then you, you see him, like, in contrast to, like, the the many, many blondes in Southern California and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of like a class thing and a, like... I don't know. There are so many blondes. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, we're from California. Like, it's not yeah. that blonde. Um, there's a lot of... You think things were just less diverse back then in the 80s? Like... No, I don't think people were realized... was everyone just dyeing their hair blonde because that was the... Maybe a little bit of standard. that. But also, like, movies in general never realize how many ethnics are in yeah, California. Yeah, we just sort of, like, fade into the background. I mean, um, we're being unfair. There's a big ethnic in a in a big role in this movie. Sure, sure. Um, Although, the Miyagi guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, but remember, um, so Daniel's mom, Lucille, at various points, she's like, notes all the various blondes and asks if Allie is blonde at some point. Yeah. So, I I mean, I kind of thought it was like, 
like a little thing. Like you can see that Daniel's like slightly from a different world. How, how did you feel about Daniel in this movie in general? Um, I really liked him. Yeah. Um, just a really likable kid. And it makes me, uh, now seeing the, I don't know, seeing what he becomes in Cobra Kai <laughs> makes me sad. Seeing because what he becomes. He's, he's pretty endearing in this movie and... Yeah, he is pure Jersey, a little rough on around the edges, but you see, like, throughout the movie, he's got... This movie has so much heart, Mm -hmm. Um, and that Miyagi-Daniel relationship, which I guess I didn't remember much of this movie, and so it was always kind of like a vague thing, a callback, um, and it didn't really resonate until I saw the movie again, and I was like, okay, I get it. They have a lot of seminal moments. Right, and I want to say, and I know we're we're kind of jumping away from the chronological order that we usually do, but let's just get our thoughts out as we get them out. I mean, so the thing is, with Miyagi, like... Again, I had sort of forgotten this movie. I knew the vague outlines of it. So, you know, I remembered certain moments from it. When you watch Cobra Kai and, like, Daniel references Mr. Miyagi, he always comes across as kind of like Mr. Miyagi was just, like, this wisdom machine who just, like, dropped bits of, like, knowledge about life and was very, you know, almost like... The personality of Miyagi doesn't come through. Right. The personality of Miyagi, I had forgotten, is that he's, like, a total weirdo. He's a goofball. He's multifaceted. I mean... He likes to, like, um... He, I mean, basically, he likes to just, like, give Daniel shit and, like, fuck, like, with, fuck with him. Yeah. yeah. He's complicated. And he's hilarious. And, like, he has those, mo- uh, he has these moments where, like, you know, there's, like, great sadness at the heart of him. Because as one of our listeners pointed out, um, he lost his wife and his, his unborn child because they were in an internment camp during World War II. And a Which doctor makes us feel like shit for all of the jokes we made. Yeah, like, where's Miyagi's son? Wait, uh, wait, do we know that the son died? I may have speculated that he had other sons. My God, you're fun. terrible. I know, I'm a but monster. But I think that, you know, that moment where, like, Miyagi is, like, getting drunk and, to- and then toasting the memory of his dead wife and everything. You know something? Like, I realize that the relationship between Miyagi and Daniel is echoed in the relationship between Miguel and Johnny Absolutely. Lawrence. Absolutely. That's exactly what right. I thought. And it's interesting. that I was kind of like, why is that relationship... Why don't you feel that much for, like... Uh, Daniel LaRusso and his his pupil, Robbie. And it's like, it's almost because, like, Daniel, like, in that role is kind of like the wisdom machine that he portrays, like, Miyagi to be. Like, he's just... There's never, like, moments where he gets drunk and confides in Robbie. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a little bit, it's like, more stayed. Yeah. yeah, he... I mean, he's just very much like, Robbie, you gotta learn balance. Balance is great. And, like, yeah, Miyagi said that, but Miyagi also, like, pushed... Daniel off of a boat for no reason, you know? Yeah, He's like and I, a those fun guy. Times, yeah, exactly. And this is as much Miyagi's movie as it is, like, about Daniel. Um, in fact, more so. I think the last frame of the movie is on Miyagi's face. Mm-hmm. And it's very fitting. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that Daniel kind of reveres him and remembers him and misses him so much uh, without any of these, like, emotional moments. Um, do you want to just start getting into Miyagi? Yeah. Uh, so I love that the first, and I not remembered this from the first time, but the first time you meet him, he's kind of like the apartment maintenance guy and kind of lives out in the, lives out back? No, I think he no. lives in that place with the cars, like on the other <laughs> side of the tracks, right? Yeah, that's okay. Cool. Okay, so why was he... Okay, so yeah, somebody gave Daniel the wrong directions to find a maintenance man. He finds Miyagi instead, and his opening scene is he's trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. Um, and yeah, and like Daniel's asking him to come repair a faucet, and Miyagi's just like, whatevs. And so yeah. like he seems like kind of like a batty old man. And you know what? I like that he's always kind of that batty old man. He's just a batty old man who like has major skills in lots of areas. Yeah. And what I really like about this movie is that within, like, five minutes, just with very little kind of said or done, you kind of get a sense of who Daniel is, and you do get a sense of who Miyagi is, like, right away. Um, Like, Daniel is just very torn about being uprooted from his home in Jersey, which is, like, a very relatable feeling. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even need much more than that. It's like, he's the new kid. Okay, we got it. And, like... And actually, like, it opens up the rest of the movie for more... For stuff to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we get... we, We get it. He's the new kid. He's, like... Basically, like, he goes to... I'm sorry, now we're moving on to Daniel. Like I said, my head's all over the place, but... 
you know, when he goes to the beach with, uh, with some guys, like, he met at his apartment building, he meets Allie, or he sees Allie, and that's basically, actually, it's not because he's the new kid. It's entirely because of this meeting with Allie that he goes through hell after this. I'm not blaming Allie for it. I'm just saying that... That kind of sounds like you are I'm not. Allie. I'm just saying it was really rotten luck for Daniel that he had to meet Allie that so, day. So, would you say that, like, we learned a lot about Allie, I think, from this movie. More than I had known previously. Allie's always been this ghost. And, you know, in the first season of Cobra Kai, like, both Daniel and Johnny kind of, like, remember her wistfully. I feel like she actually has a personality in this movie, and I think she's definitely leading the charge in her courtship with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's entirely, like, no, pursuing him. She basically, she digs him right away, and, like... It's, it's refreshing! It's refreshing because of how fucking passive the women in Cobra Kai have been, and mm-hmm. to go back fucking 30 years and see the only female character, like... Making moves? Yeah, and to be honest, like, Pretty Allie, bold moves, I'd like, say. Daniel doesn't need to win over Allie. Like, he, she just she just likes him she from seeks the get-go. Him out, yeah. Which is, like, again, good for Allie, but, like, man, that was, like, probably the worst thing to ever happen to Daniel because, of course, like, when he meets her at the beach and they hit it off, like, her ex-boyfriend Johnny and his Cobra Kai's come to the beach and, like, God, yeah, so, so he ends up, like, in a fight with them. I mean, obviously, entirely their fault, but, like, you know, from then on, he's kind of like a marked man, and I I really felt for Daniel, like, because he's, he, you know, like, when he gets beat up at the beach, his new friends are suddenly like, this guy's a loser, which is so, just such an odd reaction. Again, like, maybe a commentary on male friendship being, uh... I guess, it's like somebody, geez. like, somebody with, like, a black belt beats up your friend, and you're like, oh, fuck you, then. But okay, I fine. Know, makes me sad. Men, right? I mean, I personally would not hang out with you if you were beaten up by a karate master, but, like, still, still, I was kind of shocked by that. I know. But, um, and after that, it's just, you know, Allie really likes him and digs him and everything, but, like, you actually see him, like, get beat, and get him get pushed down yeah, a hill. Yeah, and it's really brutal. And I gotta say, the characterization of Johnny here is fairly one note mm-hmm. and makes it really hard to kind of see things from. Like, if you just saw this movie, like, Daniel is clearly the victim. Oh, yeah. I mean... Of so much. That's the thing. It's like, even when you love Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai, when he's retelling the story from his point of view, you're like, yeah, buddy, come on. I mean, in the first 20 minutes, like, after the beach encounter, like, let's just do a quick rundown of what Johnny and his entire gang of, like, 15... There weren't just, like, five. There was, like, more than that. There's a lot of uh, Cobra Kais, yeah. But, like, basically they... So they give him that beat down on the beach, which kind of starts when Johnny tries to take... Like, he wants to talk to Allie about their breakup, clearly, so he tries to take her radio from her, and then when she gets, like, mad at him, she he breaks the radio, and it's just like... He's a really scary ex-boyfriend. Yeah, no, it's kind of like, what the fuck, dude? really intimidating. Yeah, and then, and then, of course, like, when Daniel's, like, just there, like, trying to, like, you know, basically give Allie's radio back to her, he, like, starts wailing on Daniel, and then, like, um... I think later on when Daniel, like, actually goes into the Cobra Kai dojo, because this is something I did not remember at all. He apparently, like, had, like, some karate lessons at the Y in Newark and stuff like that, so he really does want to learn. And, you know, when he sees, like, Johnny there and Johnny smirking at him, like, that's a bad moment for him, and he leaves. And, like, later on the Cobra Kai's like, get him while he's biking home. They get on their little motorbikes or whatever they are. It's and, like, really actually down a hill. scary where it's like, oh, they're not just, like, teasing him. They're like, he could have died. Like, he could have broken his neck. I mean, I think the most, to me, like, the most real and visceral moment of the movie is when Daniel gets home from, from being pushed down that hill, right? And he takes his bike and he's like, he like throws it in the dumpster and he's like screaming and he's just really angry at his bike, at his stupid bike and like, you know, all this other stuff like that's going on, like and his mom forcing him to move and, you know, all this resentment comes out. And to me, it was like such a real moment because it's like... Yeah, he's just being a little teen. Right. And, and also it's just like, I felt for him because it's not just that he's hurt. 
he's embarrassed. Like, yeah. it's embarrassing for him that, like, he has to, like, he tries to hide that he's injured from his mom, and it's embarrassing that at school people know this guy's beating him up. And, like, and later when he tries to hang out with Allie, and then he sees, like, Johnny, he's like, I better go, you know, and Allie's like, oh, well, you're not, we have to deal with him eventually. I was kind of like, you're not the one getting yeah, beat up, Allie, dude. Yeah, are you taking these punches? Cause... Yeah, it doesn't seem like you yeah, are. And, and Daniel's mom is, like, in classic mom mode. It's like, fighting's not the answer, and it's just infuriating to me because... Right, because it's just... Everything we've seen of this terrible town and this terrible high school full of, like, karate-trained bullies means, like, you kind of have to fight. I mean... You have to do something. I think that... And you this were is, beating him up, like, every day. Right. Well, was it every day? I think it was like, I mean, a it would have been every... Yeah. It was but, a couple times, and after that he was kind of hiding. Um, yeah. And then the third time that he gets, like, an epic beatdown is... I'm going to say it. Like... He's got, Daniel has gotten to this point where, like, he's been able to avoid Cobra Kai. Um, he goes to this Halloween party wearing a shower curtain and, like, a little outfit that Miyagi made for him. And Allie, like, still really is into him. And Allie's kind of like, want to meet me outside. And Daniel's like, yeah, no, totally, absolutely. And then he uses that time to, like, he sees, like, Johnny in a bathroom stall. And then he uses that time to, like, turn a shower head on him and then, like, runs out laughing. And then all the Cobra Kais chase him and beat him up. And it's just like... Daniel, you, like, turned down, like, an opportunity to make out with a girl you're really into to do this? I actually like that, because it's, like, kind of true to Daniel's character, in that he is kind of, like, impulsive and, like, a little quick to... quick to react, and as kind of consumed by vengeance as we see Johnny is um, later in Cobra Kai. Like, yeah, it's never really about the girl, right? It's about this greater rivalry. Um, Which, yeah. I think has more resonance for him. Like, that's where all that primal emotion I guess so. But I was honestly like, you idiot. Like, they're going to beat you up. It is true. It will hurt a lot. Um, And, like, of course, Miyagi ends up saving him from getting killed by these guys. Um, I want to say... Like, there's one of the Cobra Kai's, I think it is Bobby, or, yeah, right? Jesus, I mean, gotta give these teens, like, more distinctive names. Like, there's a Bobby and a Tommy. They're all this, they all are, like, white with, like, bottle blonde, dirty blonde hair. hair. Feathered hair. But Bobby, I think, I think is the one who's, like, look, he's, like, he's already down the ground. Like, you're gonna kill him. Yeah, he appears to have some kind of conscience. I actually Which, think, and then we have to look this up, we do see in Cobra, in Cobra Kai Season 2, like, what happened to all these guys when they grow up, and one of them becomes a priest, and I think yeah. it's Bobby. But, um, yeah, just a thought. Yeah. Overthinking this, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, because did you recall the Cobra Kai gang being this kind of aggressive to me? I was like, did everyone just take steroids? They all seemed like they were roughly 25 to 30. Yeah. And... It should be noted, everyone talks about this, Ralph Macchio looks ridiculously young in this movie. He's like 23, but he looks like he's 13. He does look like he's 14 or 13 or something. And Allie actually looks like her age, which is like 23, 24, which, I don't know. I mean... Makes it a little weird. There's a lot of things where it's just like, you know, the character Daniel is very endearing, but Allie's... When Allie's really into him, and like one of her friends is like, I don't know what she sees in him. I was like, a little bit like, she right. does look like she's several like decades older than him. Yeah, so. and I think it's entirely this the 80s makeup and costuming. Like Everyone looks 45 at this high school party. I know they're supposed to be in their 20s, but I just don't get it. I don't get any of the... The hairstyles are so god-awful. It just... Feathered hair just needs to die in a fire. I want to mention at this point that, like, Nina is, like, the biggest devotee of the 80s. I like the ethos of the 80s. But the, the ethos action... is embodied in the no, hair. The, no. the hair is the ethos. You don't understand the ethos. I'm Miyagi at this point. I'm imparting wisdom about what the You don't understand really the 80s. My God. This is you just... You sound a little Daniel right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's... Should we go back to... God. Okay, so we learned so much about Miyagi. I want to talk about Miyagi. All right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Miyagi finds Daniel's bike and fixes it. And I think that kind of starts an actual friendship where, you know, it's just really touching. It's just a simple act of kindness. And Miyagi's like, no big deal, you know. Yeah, and, and I like also... About it. And then that, he invites him to, like... Yeah, Daniel comes to thank him, which... 
By the way, I like that it's a nice touch. A lot of times in, in movies like this, like, they don't bother to make the protagonist actually seem like a good kid. But, like, Daniel's clearly a good kid. Yeah. Like, he comes in and he thanks Miyagi. And then Miyagi invites him to come in and, like, help, like, trim his bonsai trees. And here's the thing. Daniel actually does it. And he yeah. seems to be enjoying it. And he it. was going to be, like, he told his mom, like, hey, I'll be down in, like, a half an hour. He was going to spend a half an hour pruning these trees if he hadn't had to... Right. Like go to bed or whatever. And, like, then at the end, like, uh, Miyagi gives his mom a bonsai tree, and then he gives Daniel a bonsai tree. And this is such a throwaway moment, but I loved it. Like, Daniel's like, Mom, did you see? He gave me the very best one. This guy's awesome. And I don't know. Like, it's I was so just sweet. like, you yeah. usually just don't see kids, like, do that. Usually they're like, it takes them a while to it realize actually the old makes man's worth something. more like a kid because... I don't know, why did grandkids and grandparents get along so well? Like, they're both, I don't know, there's some sort of connection yeah. there. And then when you get, like, when you grow up a little bit and you get, like, some bravado and you, you're too cool to hang out with the old, Right. Then, like, you get, you get into Johnny territory. We're like, yeah. Or, like, uh, honestly, like, that's, like, I think what makes Daniel, little Daniel, seem more like Miguel, like, than Robbie, because, yeah, like... Yeah, he's willing to hang out with just right. old people, and, like, he's nice to the crazy old woman that lives yeah, in the South yeah. apartment complex. Like, I know, he's just, like, kind of a... He's a nice kid who's sometimes driven to, like, you know, irrational outbursts, but, like, you, you get that. You understand yeah, that. Yeah, He gets and, beat up a lot, and, yeah. like, I would have lost it a long time ago. Right, and then, like, <laughs> when... I mean, just more evidence that Daniel's, like, a really good kid. So when Miyagi... Miyagi's him, like, with the training methods and everything, the waxing of cars, the painting of fences, you know, everybody remembers that. Even I remember that. But I didn't remember just how long Daniel did that shit before he finally was like, what? Yeah. And... I had totally forgotten that, like, he's doing this, like, stuff for four days, he's painted every fence and waxed every car, and then and only then is he like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Robbie was probably like, what the fuck after... 15 minutes into his car dealership internship, he's like, what gives? Right, why am I not a karate master yet? So, I, I just like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Miyagi lessons. Um, I asked, so who initiated this relationship? I feel like at this point... It's a pretty mutual relationship, um, although I think Daniel is more invested, perhaps. In the Miyagi-Daniel relationship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that once, like, Miyagi saves him from, like, the, the Cobra Kai's after the Halloween dance, like, I mean, you get the set, you, it's interesting, because it's like, he's clearly very concerned about Daniel when, like, he's taking care of him and stuff like that, but, like, when... You know, like, there's a conversation they have about how, like, basically, like, the reason why the Cobra Kai's are so bad is because their sensei is so bad, and it's making them bad. And, like, you know, Daniel, like, is like, well, you know, will you come with me to talk to that sensei? And, you know, Miyagi's like, no, I'm not really going to get involved here, right? Like, Yeah. I was yeah. actually surprised by that. I was like, oh. oh. And that's why I was like, okay, so... Daniel kind of wears him down just by being endearing and there to hang out with him. And mm -hmm. Miyagi's, like, a bachelor. Like, he's, like, been alone for several years now. He's got right. his cars, he's got his bonsais, he doesn't really need anybody else. But... And Daniel, like, genuinely likes him before he even knows that Miyagi can do karate. Yeah. Like, he just comes over and trims yeah. the bonsais and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was a little bit like, really, you're not going to go with the kid? Come on, just go with the kid. I know. Um... It feels like, yeah, Daniel has to win him over a little bit. Yeah. And it's like a normal relationship where it's like, you're right, why should Miyagi automatically care? Like, Miyagi's got his, like, he's like his own person. Well, I mean, again, they are Johnny and Miguel. You're like, yeah, this. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh... There's so many great Miyagi quotes. Oh, it's, like, yeah. almost impossible. We're gonna have to do, like, a super cut Seriously. of all of them. Um, we find out he's also a master pumpkin carver. He had all those pumpkins. Is there anything that man on. can't do? He encourages Daniel to like not just hang out with him, but like actually pursue something with Allie. Yeah, I love that. How Daniel is like that also makes him kind of a little kid. Where it's like, yeah, he likes Allie and thinks she's cute, uh, better than that hag Judy that he referenced at his old high school or whatever. Um, but he's also like genuinely wants to spend all his time with Miyagi, and Miyagi's like. The quote was, to make honey, young bee need young flower, not old prune. It kind of sounds like he's like, get busy with Allie. I can't give you what you need. Right. It's, 
That's what saves it from being a creepy relationship between a young boy and an old man. Yeah, he's like, like, come on now. Maybe that's why he gave him the car. He's just like, geez. Yeah, get out, Daniel. Yeah. Um, He also is able to make Halloween costumes. Uh, He can do anything, really. He's the greatest guy. And then a moment I found really cute is the when we find out about um, Miyagi's backstory with his wife. He's very he's drunk and singing the Japanese blues and it's very affecting. And then he pours, you know, um, sake probably. Yeah. Daniel a drink and they like toast a bonsai and it's very, very sweet. And I was just thinking like, yes, all of the kind of father son moments that Daniel never had. He's having with Miyagi. But I think that they're also like, they are father son moments, but they're also like a little bit like, again, I think this is why they're it, like immediately brought to mind like Miguel and Johnny. Cause it's like, Hey, you just poured liquor for a fifteen-year-old, and you're crying in yeah, front of him. Yeah, he's not particularly invested in being a parent. Right, he's it's not exactly like, like an idealized. Like Daniel always makes it seem like they had this very idealized father-son relationship, yeah. where like this Miyagi was just this guy who only spoke in like wisdom. Whereas yeah. it's like no, Miyagi's like yeah, he totally poured a glass of whiskey and had like a fifteen-year-old do a shot with him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah in some ways, I. I don't know if they're planning on doing this, but in the flashbacks, I hope that they, like, flashback to times when Miyagi was just a fucking goofball and, like, does random things to screw with people. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of great moments there. And it... All Miyagi knows are two things, fish and karate, um, (laughs) met his wife in a cane field, and he... A sugar cane field. Sugar cane field. Does that help? I don't know. Um, um, at some point when they do the kind of weird bonding activity with the chopsticks and the fly, Daniel actually manages to catch a fly. So Miyagi has this thing that he says that a man who can catch a fly with the chopsticks can do anything. And he's never been able to catch one, but he's always trying. And then Dan- and then Daniel's like, can I try too? And Miyagi's like, you're welcome to try, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he catches one, and oh, Miyagi's just like... He's the best. Beginner's luck. He's the best. Um, okay, so I had written down this question. Which training exercise, Miyagi's, would you do if you only had to do one? Is it paint the fence, wax the car, sand the decks, and sub-question, what would you do just if you had to do one, and what would you do if you had to use one of the exercises to win the All-Valley? I would do wax on, wax off, if because I think it just seems like the most fun of the the training exercises. Okay. And if I was just if I just needed one that seemed like combat, it would be the paint the fence because you know it seems like it just seems like it translates better to combat than like sanding the floor. <laughs> like you're not even the, in the right position when you're sanding the floor. Um, That's yeah. Funny. What about you? Same question. Um, I would say wax on, wax off for both. Would I? Yeah, because I feel like whoever is going to be in the All Valley is going to kick my ass. I better learn how to block. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then, I mean like, it's that's all, all I care really. about. I, I. So here's a question for you. Is this a question? Is it a comment? I don't know. But like, so when Miyagi is one over and he goes to talk to to John Kreese and you know confront the Cobra Kai's in their den or whatever you call snakes together lair in their lair, um, you know the solution that Miyagi happens upon is just basically like, you know what, like, leave the kid alone and they can settle it in the tournament. Basically, I mean, essentially he's kind of like, five-on-one is too much for anybody to handle, one-on-one's okay. So you know what, like, Daniel will, like, fight these guys one-on-one, like, at the tournament. And I thought that was, like, such a... And Kreese is like, okay, sure, yeah. Like, Kreese is a nutcase, guys. In case, the limited characterization that we get of Kreese... Like, oh Grace man, is he has crazy he's eyes. He's seen some shit in Nam or the Korean War. I mean, one of the wars he's pretended to be in. Yeah, and there's like, no saving him or and, his character. No, and like, but it is interesting that like, basically, like these guys are gonna lay off of Daniel until the tournament. It's and, very smart, and yeah, I think Miyagi's very to it just because Kreese is also like kind of like nutty and is just like, yeah, yeah man, like, I, I like, like that. It's pushy, but okay. And I was interested. I thought it was just really interesting because it's like. You know, everybody, like, has been saying, like, oh, violence is never the answer, but Miyagi is, like, a little bit, like, like I said, he's not the perfect role model, because he's just, like, come on, there's gonna have to be some violence. We'll just Not just that, he knows that the only thing that the Cobra Kai bots will listen to is their sensei, so if their sensei says, don't beat up on Daniel, then they'll, they'll do listen it. to that. And he also knows that, like, there's a really interesting thing where it's, like, 
when I was a kid, I think I thought that Daniel had to win the tournament to get them off his back, but like now, like actually watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh no, Miyagi explicitly says like it doesn't matter if you win it or lose it. It doesn't matter if you go down in the first round; they'll respect you. Yeah, which is like, oh, I actually didn't realize that. That's actually, I don't know. It makes me think of a lot of things like. Well, for instance, you know how we were shitting on Robbie for just showing up at the tournament? For just being alive, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But also, it's just like, yeah, man, he had no reason to enter that tournament. Like, Daniel was actually fighting for his life, but like... Yeah, he knew that if he didn't do something at the end of the two months, like, Kreese would murder him. Yeah. Like that, in that scene in the dojo, you believe it. He was like, it's gonna hunt them down. Like, if you don't show for this duel, dead meat. it's gonna be open season on you and the old man, you know? And it's just like... So he had to do something. And then, like, uh, the other thing no stakes with Robbie. Right, there's no stakes with him. He doesn't need to win. Although, I will say, like, the ending, like, when uh, Daniel, like, gets delivered, like, a pretty bad blow by Bobby, the Cobra Kai, who's secretly, like, not that bad. One one of them. Like, and Bobby, sorry, yeah. And, like, when he's, like, in the locker room, kind of laid up with a bad leg, like, Miyagi tells him, like, you don't have to keep fighting. Like, you proved your point. And... He did. Like, he did not have to keep fighting. It's almost like that ending where he... That infamous ending where he's back in the ring against Johnny, like... That's kind of superfluous at that point. Like, Yeah, but I think that's the difference between Miyagi and Daniel. Like, Miyagi's got it all figured out. Miyagi... What was the, the great line about um, Miyagi doesn't fight for points, he fights for life yes, or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's great. And, like, yeah, that's great. And it's almost like, weirdly, as an adult, it cheapens the ending for me a little bit, because it's like... Daniel was fighting for his life up until that point. Now yeah. he's just fighting for You months. know what? And I, so I think I read this somewhere, I'm pretty sure. And correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but they had envisioned the Karate Kid to be a lot like Rocky after the success of the first movie. They were like, okay, we want a similar movie, but with karate. And I think, I mean, Sylvester Stallone, like, wrote the, the first Rocky. I think all the Rockies, but, um... And he made Rocky lose in the first movie because Rocky, it wasn't about that. It was about, like, proving something to himself. Right, right. And that's what gave that movie the emotional resonance. Like, as you get through progressive sequels, like, it loses all heart, really. Yeah, yeah. It's about, it becomes very slick and commercialized and about... It's about Rocky Rocky. beating up the Russians, but it's like, yeah, at that moment, it was, that was the point. That was Rocky's journey. Like, he was proving something to himself. So it's a little bit like, what is... And I felt like if if Danielson had learned the lesson that Miyagi wanted him to learn, he would have been okay with losing. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe he'd still want to, like, fight with an injured leg, but he'd be okay. Like, I I think he should have lost. Like, also, if we can just skip ahead to that final fight scene. So, we see Johnny in a couple of preliminary fights, and the dude is good at karate. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. And then you see... And Daniel looks 14. He's scared shitless. He's injured. He's not... I mean, just... That good at karate? I don't no, think... I mean, no. that's what Mr. Miyagi says. Um, which Yeah, is, Miyagi has a great sense of realism where he's not... He's not even... He just wants Daniel to survive. Yeah. Maybe that's what he always wanted. He, like, put up this... He made him enter the tournament... Um, because he wanted to buy him two months free of beatings. Right, and, and hopefully... he just wants him to survive this match, so maybe they'll leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he understands that these guys will probably be, like, less likely to kick the shit out of him if they respect him as, like, a competitor. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what Miyagi wants. And it's like... So, yeah, the da- like, did Daniel need to win for this movie? I mean, I think the whole point of the movie... Like, the emotional resonance of the movie is, like, Daniel forming this, like, incredible bond with Miyagi. Like, it's not winning the tournament. Yeah. Like, that's kind of yeah. like, okay, sure. I don't know. I, I now, now that I think about it, it's like the ending, it's like it's cool in a feel-good also, kind of way. But we should note that when uh, Miyagi goes to enter Dan- Daniel into the All-Valley or register him, they're like, what belt is he? Because you need to be a brown belt. And I love this about Miyagi. He's like, why do you need a belt? Like... You don't need belts in life. And belts just hold up pants. But then he realizes, okay, to get into the tournament, you need it. So he steals Daniel a black belt. Mm. And I just love that. It's like he's both idealistic and realistic at yeah. the same time. That's what adult Daniel's kind of missing. Like, yeah. That sense of, like, I don't know, real politic or something like yeah. that. Or just, I don't know, like that, like, Miyagi's such a weirdo. Like, I wish they actually let Daniel be a little, like, weirder and less, like, on his high horse, you know? Yeah. When he's an adult, I mean. 
Um, little Daniel is still pretty endearing. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I was just thinking, what is that Superman quote? Miyagi is not there when you want him. He's there when you need him. He'll give you the lessons you need to survive. Yeah. No, and, and also the relationship between Daniel and Miyagi is more unlike, it's more of an unlikely friendship. Like this kid from Jersey and this old Japanese dude form a yeah. friendship, which is, you know, again, kind of like the ethos of the Johnny Miguel friendship. Yeah. Like the thing with Robbie and, da- and grown up Daniel is like, oh wow, Robbie formed a friendship with this incredibly rich guy. Weird. Yeah, and crazy. Yeah, Miyagi like is kind of an eccentric old man, kind of getting drunk off sake by himself. Kind of like, but he's got a good heart, just like Johnny has a good co- good heart and is essentially drinking Coors by himself. At yeah. The beginning of Cobra Kai. And that's oh way less God. alcoholic than whatever me. I know. Drinking. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> um, should we get into a little bit of the alley, Daniel, Johnny? The uh, love triangle. I, that... I don't even, I wouldn't even call it a love triangle. It's not triangle. a love triangle, like, because, and I, you're right, I like this. Like, I, it's like a love line with like a, a, a dotted dot. hash mark right off to where Johnny is standing like, no totally and it's they dated so per Cobra Kai canon we've learned that Johnny and Allie dated for two years and then broke up can you imagine Allie dating that guy for two years like current 1984 Johnny I don't understand I mean I really what are they doing is he just smashing her radio and like destroying her things every it, time they get into an argument right actually the whole thing is baffling in the way that only like 80s movie relationships can be baffling and it's it's a huge trope that like oh like the most popular girl in school like and her ex-boyfriend like the big jerk jock and like now this new sensitive guy is here and she's dating him and she's he's won her over and i'm just kind of like how how could the same girl be also be into both of these guys at different times? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Like my only explanation no. is it's high school and no, no one's I'm, personality is formed. No and way! Like there's trading. no girl who would date like both like the sensitive nerd and also like the sociopathic jock. Also, like, attention. Those if, are different. People. If you're a listener who has dated both, uh, sh- please write in and uh, tell me what you were thinking. Jock who destroys your stuff. And also a sensitive karate nerd. And, and like right a sensitive like loser. Like he's like unpopular and stuff sure. like that. And it's just like Also if he looks like Rav Machio, well, also right. I mean to that us. really does help actually. I like really Rav think Machio. that's fair. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I withdraw my question. But yeah, no, it does make you think like if Ali's like she's so, she's like really spunky and like great and clearly does not judge uh, Daniel for not having as much money and seems like a, a lovely person, then you're like, okay, but then you dated this guy who seems like a psycho for two years. So yeah. have you, wh- what? Yeah, he's not just like a bland rich guy. He's like an aggressive rich guy that has like a biker gang and is scary. And It's kind of like, you know, just drawing some parallels. It's like my problem with Samantha um, in Cobra Kai is that like, if you're so nice, why are you like friends with these why horrible bitches? The right, and so it's like, Allie, like, if you're so great, what, what what the fuck were you doing with this guy for two years? And, like, yeah, but I found that confusing. And maybe it's just because, like, also, like, the idea that they'd been dating for two years, like, I'm like, really? He's, like, that in love with her? Because, I don't know, like, just there's not tons of Johnny Lawrence screen time, so there's not, like... Yeah. There's not a lot of there there in this movie. Yeah, it also, there is a throwaway line where, like, Daniel has no idea what the rules of the All-Valley are, which makes sense, although he had two... Two months to kind of figure out what the rules are to the All-Valley tournament. Mm. But anyway, Allie, however, knows all about the All-Valley because presumably she's been going to these She probably went for, with yeah, Johnny, yeah. That all checks out. Mm-hmm. But she, And she also says, like, who isn't going to be at the All-Valley? Right. Proving my earlier Oh, whatever. All-Valley is the only thing that matters in this town, okay? This town being The LA. town is Encino and that no, no, just Encino in that particular high school Encino. all the cool guys do karate. Fine. Um anybody who's anybody This high school. Karate. This high school, not everywhere. I, I, I maintain that that karate is not a widespread phenomenon in Los Angeles. I am gonna tweet at the show's creators incessantly until they answer me on this. <sighs> Alright, we'll see. We'll see. If they if they settle it, I'll accept it. Um, but um a little bit more about so I did want to know a little bit about Daniel. Had he initially wowed Allie with his soccer skills? Yeah, who knew? Whatever happened to that? I mean, he could have easily, just as easily, been like, you know what? Karate's oversaturated in the valley. I'm gonna do karate. Or I'm gonna do soccer instead. Yeah, he done that. I think he's way better at soccer Allie than he is at karate. Allie says, "How do you juggle this thing?" I mean, her game is. is I mean, shit. We she could goes all take lessons. 
she basically goes after him, is interested in him, like, makes pretty much all of the moves. She's, making, yeah, She's great. It's, it's um, nice. Which you're right, it's not a love triangle, like, and I, I kind of liked it, it was refreshing. Daniel doesn't need to win her over, like, she, she already likes him. Yeah, um, uh, she has super waspy parents. Uh, country club membership. They live in Encino Hills, which, again, I think is really nice, because you see... There, I love this about 80s movies, is that they actually reference class in a way that you never see anymore. Where there's this real, like, wrong side of the tracks, and her parents are super stuck up. Oh, and, and I, I love... Again, like, the way, the way that they make you feel for Daniel is, like... You know, he's not, like, wrong side of the tracks, like, cool wrong side of the tracks. He's wrong side of the tracks as in, like, his mom picks him up from on dates. That was another yeah. great thing oh. where he doesn't know how to drive, so of course his mom is going to pick him up, and of course they drive a shitty car, and it's just, it has a sense of realism. And right, it, like, and, like, I think that it gets that, like, the stuff, like, you know, getting beat up and, like, being, being uh, poorer than your classmates, it's, like, what gets people about it isn't that, like, oh, that sucks, it's that it's embarrassing. Like, you can yeah. see it on his face that he's just, like, yeah. so embarrassed by it, but, like, he's, like, what else is he gonna do but get out and push the car when it's not working, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, and actually, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but, uh, so, later, Daniel, Daniel and Allie have a very cute date at golf and stuff. They take photos in the photo booth. Um, it's, it's honestly got way more magic than anything Miguel and Sam had going on. Like I, this, this dating montage was just so cute. It was um, cute. Uh, but also later Daniel comes back, he's supposed to pick her up at the country club and he sees kind of like a confusing picture where like Allie is dancing with Johnny kind of under duress and he kisses her and he's like in the kitchen watching and he gets the wrong idea and then like. I don't know, falls to the floor and he has spaghetti all over him. But it's it's kind of like Miguel looking through <gasps> the window oh. and seeing Robbie eating dinner. Right? And it's like it's pretty innocent, but it's it is that hints of class where it's like he's just like right. He's in the kitchen yeah. looking at uh, this tall blonde guy like macking on his girlfriend. Yeah, and he is like kissing Allie, which you know I think he does actually because he sees Daniel and wants to fuck with him, yeah. which is, and then Allie punches him afterwards, which is fair, but, like, yeah, you, you, you're right, like, there's, like, more class worked into this movie than, like, you usually see in, well, you're and right. Not just that, but I, I really appreciate that the Cobra Kai creators, like, worked really hard to, like, make these explicit references where they're, like, it's an exact mirror to me now of... Miguel and Johnny's relationship. Yeah, no, it's it's actually perfect that way, where you're like... Different but same! Ah! <laughs> As you may recall, I don't know if anybody actually watches multiple episodes of this, but we, um... Different but same uh, is the name of, like, a, the ninth episode? The eighth episode in the Cobra Kai series? And we were racking our brains to figure out, like, which Miyagi co- quote that came from. And it's actually from uh, Miyagi looking at a little picture of uh, Daniel and Allie and saying, yeah, you look good together. Different, yeah. but same. Which yeah. Is, I don't so know. I'm nice. gonna, next time someone asks me, like, what do you think of my boyfriend? Or, like, shows me a picture of a couple. That's what I'm going to say. You're different, but same. Yeah, I confuse yeah. the hell out of people. Um, I was going to ask, so there is a training montage, like, a very, like, beautiful karate training montage. Which, again, it's like, the, because they build this beautiful relationship between Miyagi and Daniel, it has a lot of resonance when you see the, like, training at the beach and, like, him and, and Miyagi kind of goofing off a little bit. And when they do kind of a similar monta- montage with Robbie in the woods, it's, like, completely divorced from that. Like, I f- you feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> at least I felt I felt nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the Miyagi training is um, his, like, analogy about if you walk, you can either walk on the right side or walk on the left side, but if you walk in the middle, you'll get squished like a grape. Where mm-hmm. it's like, stop being a wishy-washy fuck. Yeah. Commit to karate or get out. Yeah. Which is kind of a Cobra Kai lesson, too. No, that's true. It's like a lot of Miyagi's lessons are not as touchy-feely as, like, people might remember. Like, some of them are just kind of like, well, like... Hope you don't die, you know. Yeah, you hear that centrist pick a side. Yeah, pick a side. <laughs> um, we are in DC. It's very right. political. And, you know, like Miyagi does have, like, a, I mean, he does say stuff about balance, and he does say karate is supposed to be, like, for defending yourself. Like, that's, that's all true, but you're right. Like, he's, like, also a bit, like, he's tough, man. He has some Cobra Kai ish lessons there. Yeah. He's like, 
you're my student. That means you don't question anything I say. That is the deal. And I was just like, Miyagi, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really like that. And I, I do agree that I think what's missing from the Robbie Daniel relationship is that, like, again, like, you see Miyagi be vulnerable. Like, it feels like more of an equal thing where it's like, they're friends. Like, they know each other. They know even, like, the bad, like, the darker things about each other, yeah. right? Whereas it's like, to Robbie, like, Daniel LaRusso is just this all-knowing, like, kind yeah, guy it, who's never done any wrong. Perhaps at this point, it has very much been about Johnny's arc in Cobra Kai, which makes sense, because frankly, in the original movie, he gets, like, two scenes, and they're not very good. <laughs> uh, so, like, they and have a lot of work to make up for. At the end, he does look hesitant to sweep he the does. leg. I mean, everyone is everyone in Cobra Kai is joint in their horror of John Kreese. Yeah. Uh, Kreese is terrifying, and, and he's the one who initially tells... This is worth noting. He tells Bobby, or Robbie, or God it, I think knows it's, I think his are. name is Bobby. He tells some feathered blonde boy, sweep the leg. No, no not, not sweep, sweep the leg. leg. He says, put him out of commission. And it's interesting because... Which is a chilling phrase. Right. And it's very interesting because it's like, it. it this is towards the end of the tournament in like the semifinals, where like Johnny has just defeated like his opponent and is going on to the finals. And then it's Bobby from Cobra Kai against Daniel LaRusso. So Bobby from Cobra Kai, when he's asked to put Daniel out of commission, is just like, I mean, what? I can beat this guy. I'll get disqualified if I do that. And like, you know, Kreese is like, this is what you're going to do. And it's like, basically, it's just like, well, you know, you like, you're asking Bobby to throw away his chance at the tournament to like attack Daniel LaRusso. And he does so. And the first thing he does when Daniel goes down and is, like, clutching his leg is like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, Daniel, I didn't mean it. Yeah. I was a little bit like, oh, wow. Like, in the next scene, in the very next scene, Bobby is like, somebody get a body bag, like, when Daniel's moving. You know what I think? Okay, my my operating theory is that, like, Kreese is, like, kryptonite, where he, like, the closer you stand to him, he weakens your morals and your, like, sense of perspective. So you'll just like obey him, and then as soon as you get a little further away, you're like, "Oh no, what have I, I done?" Do? Yeah, yeah, like I mean, the you... fog clears. You realize you've basically hurt a 14 year old. Yeah, I know he's a 14. I mean, he looks like he's 14. It must be like really odd to be like, "I think I crippled this kid." Yeah, but and yeah, and like you see with Johnny, like his moments of uh, moral um, grayness are like when he looks so hesitant to sweep the leg, and also like at the very end. He's like, all right, you're all right, LaRusso. But he also looks like he's crying, so it's very, that's a weird moment, too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well... You know what I think is... So do you feel like the the Johnny they portray here kind of adds up to the character we see in Season 1, Cobra Kai? I or do. Or do they have to retcon a, lot, a little bit? I actually don't think they had to retcon too much. Like, he was this... Kind of a bastard. Like, he's an asshole. And, like, they, I like that the show Cobra Kai, we love Johnny Lawrence. Like, we, everybody knows that. But I like that Cobra Kai doesn't really shy away from the fact that, like, he was an asshole and is still, like, kind of an asshole. You know? Like, yeah. The one thing, I don't know why this sticks out to me. I feel like the chasing him with the, um, the scene where they run him off the road. To me, that's not something you can really come back and like reframe as just an innocent prank. That's like some Hell's Angel shit. Like beating someone up, okay, maybe you could say like I was a really aggressive teen with issues, but like to have a pack of your friends like pursue a child. <laughs> it doesn't help that yeah, it's a he looks really so young. frail child. And you know, actually, like when they reference this in Cobra Kai, like, um, Daniel's mom is, like, visiting his family and mentions that, like, it was Cobra Kai's. Like, they, they ran, they shoved Daniel down a hill, and little Anthony LaRusso is like, you said it was a cliff. It is a hill. I'm just gonna say. It, I'm not trying to hey, be little, but, I mean, but it's not... Let me say, more harrowing things happen in the name of karate in future sequels of yeah, karate. It's true, it's true. Kid. Um, I mean... Let me say, there is a cliffside phase, no spoilies, but... Yeah, Karate Kid 3, we'll get there. Yeah, and it'll, it kicks it up a notch. Yeah, so I'd say that, like, I, I get it. It was a shitty thing to do. I don't think it's quite, like, attempted murder. Um, Lumba has run many a kid off the road. I've run many a kid off the road, but I they mean, all had she, it coming. They were pussies. What do you want from me? a sense of detachment about it. Well, Sorry. you know, who hasn't run a kid off the road once You're right, I am, Daniel. <laughs> 
No, I mean, you're, you're right. He's like, I get what you're saying because it's a dissonance thing to, like, watch Cobra Kai and, like, really feel, like, in Johnny's corner and then be like, oh, man, what a shit weasel. I know. I wonder what happens to all of the other former Cobra Kais. You meet some of them in a future season, but I'm just wondering, there were so many of them, and I just wonder, yeah, like... there's, like, only the four that, like, get to... The main four. And you do see them in season two of Cobra Kai, like, which is nice. Um, I want to say, like... It's odd to basically watch this movie and, like, you know what happens. So it's like you're looking at Daniel and he's, like, so mad at, at Johnny Lawrence. And you're like, don't worry. One day you will take this man's estranged son under your wing and make him so upset. Like, what a weird thing to know. My God. Um, so anyways, I recommend watching this movie after watching Cobra Kai's first season. I- I'm glad yes. you did it just this way. Also, a note about music. Like, a lot of the musical cues, like, I was hearing it and I was like, you know, um, they-, they did so well. Cruel Summer makes an appearance, mm-hmm. the Bananarama version, um, all of the foreigner songs, and it- it's great. Um, How do you like the music so much but dislike the hair so much? How do you reconcile that? The hair is irredeemable. Okay, let's just talk about hair. It's hair talk now. All right. Okay. Thank you. I thought everybody had really great hair. Okay. Um, and I don't even like the 80s like you do, but I was just like, man, there's so many lush heads of hair. Only the men. Yeah. Okay, not even... No. I'm going to get... I'm going to get... I, I meant men hair. Male I'm going to get a little bit more specific here. Johnny Lawrence's hair, although I'm not a fan of blonde, he's got height. It's a great head of hair. Mm-hmm. Dan LaRusso, great head of hair. Great head of hair. Yeah. I I think it's tragic what they do to women's hair in this decade. Yeah, I don't know what the fair. fuck is happening. It's just all frizz. I, I don't even it. know how you feather it. I know. I think it's intentional. Like, no, I mean you do this this thing to hair that makes it look worse, but takes a lot of time and product. Sure, I'm, sure. I think that's um, bizarre. But I was actually talking about not not Allie's hair and all the female hair, but like the male hair. It's like so. I don't know. But it's long. Jo- apart apart it's from Johnny point. and. Daniel, Daniel, the two leads, their hair is amazing. And then like the sub, the sub Cobra Kai's have, have shitty, too. They have shitty no, feathered hair. They all have great feathered hair. No, uh, it's a weird color. It's like not sure what it wants to be. You mean blonde, dirty, dirty blonde. It's a color that some people are in nature, you know. I feel I'm very sorry. I apologize to any to the dirty it's blonde a, it's a, listeners. It's a kind of dirty blonde that doesn't exist in this decade. I I don't know what kind of godforsaken dye bottle they use, but uh, she's totally wrong about this. I think Cobra Kai has a stylist on staff, and, and here we have keeps everything them looking good. Um, um, <laughs> how about Crease's hair? What do you think of Crease's hair? Crease Crease also has that awful awful feathered hair. It's very feathered. It's Crease also like. His expressions are so fucking weird. I feel like I'm staring at a serial killer. And you know, I mean, but he also does this weird like pouting thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, it's weird seeing people young. Um, I don't know. So let's just do like a retrospective. Uh, present day, 1984. Okay, who looks better currently? Hmm. Johnny, Daniel, Crease. <laughs> are we including Crease? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I gotta say, and I don't want to like. Okay, sound... let's just let's just keep it between Daniel right. and Johnny. I don't want to sound like a perv, but like they look. She's so perv. Oh my god! I was actually like nervous about like thinking like, oh wow, Daniel's really attractive. She in this. made me look up his age, guys. Well, I was worried that he might be like, like sixteen, and then I was like, well, ugh, that's well, it's good. already out. He's twenty three. He's twenty three. Sure. I th- I I mean, they were good looking actors in nineteen eighty four. They a look diplomatic fine. way of saying. What do you think? <laughs> Weirdly, I think William Zabka is more attractive than Daniel now. Oh, yeah, sure now. I, I don't know. The years have been kinder to him. I think also I'm just like, he's his character is so awful in this movie. It's hard. He's just, I don't know. He's got nothing going on. In he's this. an 80s bully. He's an 80s bully is one note. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think. And like, obviously, like, yeah, definitely. Like, if you go, go into Cobra Kai and into like, also... It always helps. Like, aside from him, like, going on an emotional journey and being a different and older person, like, it always, always helps, like, when you see somebody as an underdog. Like, I mean, and I think that the creators of Cobra Kai were very, very intentional about this. Like, they didn't just make Daniel, like, happy. They made him rich and successful. Like, three whole episodes of Johnny just getting kicked to the floor. Just like, like, yeah, exactly. And so it's like, even though, like, yeah, I mean, that's why I think the character is consistent it's just that you're seeing him 
at a really low point, you can't help it. You're just like, fuck. Like, you know, I mean, for all you know, before Daniel moved to California, he could have been like the biggest bully in Newark. Okay, that's no. That's true. I mean, we never possible. found out. He knew karate, you know. I mean, like a little bit. That he learned from a magazine. He learned from a magazine. And also the why, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah, so. No, I just can't picture it. No. (laughs) He's he's a nice guy. What I'm interested in is uh, you hear, you see Johnny remember Allie so fondly. But, like, from this movie, there's just, like, she despises him. She's not even just, like, kind of lukewarm. She just does not like him. Um, so Which I'm, is also, again, I was just sort of like, well, that's weird. It um, makes it seem like Johnny has, like, as far as he's come in the Cobra Kai series, he doesn't have any, like, moment of self-awareness where he's like, she kind of hated my guts. And it wasn't like a Daniel stole her away, like, you Yeah, know. it was like... Yeah, it was like an abusive... She yeah. hate yeah, it's like it did not seem like it ended on good terms. But. but I will say what I was surprised by is how much chemistry Ralph Macchio had with Elizabeth Shue. Like their like date I, f- I felt like it was very cute. And yeah, it is in high school and so it's all meaningless. <laughs> um but to the extent that if we think Allie is coming back Oh no. Which, I mean maybe. I mean, no, I mean I, I, I think she's coming back, but like I don't think that it, there's gonna be a Oh my god, do you think Ralph Macchio... You gotta make your predictions now. Say them now so that we can validate in the future. I say, I think they're not gonna bring her back and not have some sort of romantic pull. I think the romantic pull, she'll find herself attracted to Johnny in a way that she never was, obviously, from this original movie. Because I think... She did date him for two years, so there must have been a moment in that time. Yeah, but we never saw it. We never saw it. I mean, she just openly... She opens with basically shoving him away. Yeah. for most of the movies. But yeah, so I, I think like that. I mean because at the again, I feel like I'm creating spoilers all over the place. But Daniel is happily married. Um and though we've, you know, we might see some cracks there. I don't know. I, I think I, there will be a love triangle. No. Way. I think the show pays so much attention and like so much reverence to all of these themes. They took a like kind of like a classic 80s movie, like underdog movie and they made this very complex show and and so if they're going to put all these callbacks into other relationships and mirroring that wouldn't it be just perfect to have like the first movie is about daniel and ali's romance and then have it 20 years later be about johnny i could getting see that. a second chance with no Allie. i could absolutely see that like you know ali's uh marriage is on the rocks and johnny's there I mean, he's a new man i thought you were saying that there might be like a bit of a like a Ralph Macchio Alley subplot. I just can't see that. His wife is cool, man. I know, like but I mean, to... nothing lasts forever. Nothing oh. stays gold. And, you know. Profound. Did, my, <laughs> did Miyagi say that? I am Miyagi. <laughs> I am Miyagi. I'm sorry, listeners. This is... I'm sorry for this. Yeah. You, you put up with so much, listeners. <laughs> um, um, yes, final thoughts and or favorite Miyagi quotes. Any of them. Favorite Miyagi quotes. Let me think for a second. Uh, wait, I've got the my favorite Miyagi Daniel exchange. What is it? Okay. What is it? Uh, Daniel says, "You're the best friend I've ever had," and Miyagi says, "You're pretty okay too." <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is so good. Miyagi negs the fuck out of Daniel. Oh, he's so good at negging Daniel. He's just like, eh, okay, you love me, thanks. I guess <laughs> it's perfect. Great. It's like. It's heartfelt, and it's like, Miyagi is like, I care about you, but I've also seen a lot of shit, and you're just like a random teen. Yeah, kid. I adopt, like, like Italian-American teens every It's not day. a wedding ring, you know, relax. I like when, uh, this is like a little moment where, like, Daniel's like, I never thought I'd make it this far in this tournament, and Miyagi's like, that makes two of us. Like, I know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's true. <sighs> okay. I don't even, do we rate this? Can we rate canon like this? this, this I don't think document? so. I, I think yeah. we should leave it unrated. This yeah. is not just a capsule episode. No. Um, but I just feel like so much more empowered to go into season two. Yeah, I'm ready for this. And and maybe, listeners, we'll, we'll even cut Ralph Macchio some slack and, and give Daniel a little credit for being... Right. Well, stop. He, has, uh, he had spent all season basically obsessed with Miyagi, and now... We kind of get it. We're totally. kind of obsessed with Miyagi. Yeah, you know what? You're right. We're going to be less a- less asshole-ish about Daniel than we usually are. Yeah. We are going to be, shall I say it, ex-degenerates instead of ace-degenerates. Yes. Oh, and that's actually another thing. Sorry, this episode is supposed to be wrapping up, but one last thing. Very beginning of the movie, 
when Dan, when Johnny Lawrence makes his very first appearance, like he turns down like some alcohol his friends offering him, and like his friend is like, "Well, you're still the ace degenerate," and he's like, "No, I'm the ex degenerate. I got a whole senior year. I got a whole year to like make my life right." Oh wow! Do you remember that? Like yeah, well, and it then was so brief. It was I, so brief. It was never followed up on. It was. Just you know like, what I find interesting is I feel like when they wrote the script, they didn't really know what they're doing, and they kind of like focused. They did a great job with the Miyagi Daniel relationship, but they kind of like everything else was kind of a throwaway. And then the show creators just like rewatched it and like were like, okay, it's kind of like a soap opera. You got to make some shit work. You drop mm-hmm. enough hints, and you can repurpose them later. So, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, the first episode of Cobra Kai is called Ace Degenerate, right? And I, I was just like, that's such an interesting thing for, like, your 80s bully to say. But it's just, yeah. yeah he never thought he was going to, like, start again with Allie and make his life anew and, like, maybe even leave Crease behind. But then Daniel came by and... Just Daniel did up. Daniel did up. Yeah. Um, we also see the origins of the famous headband... Oh. That Daniel wears and Miyagi gives to him. Miyagi used it to sop up his blood. Yes. Um, and, you know, later just said, now nah, you don't have to give it back, kid. So I don't know sure. if it was gifting it to him so much as, you know. Yeah. It was just gross at that point. But uh, <laughs> I almost feel like instead of ending this episode in our traditional way, we should end it with a Miyagiism. Okay. What do you got? Oh, man. Um, I'm fighting for life, not for points. I knock something over. <laughs> what do you got? Different, but same. Oh God! Actually, what is that in reference to, though? Are you still talking about Allie and I'm talking Dude. about us, you emotional clod? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'll start. Different, but same. All right. <laughs> <Right now. laughs>